Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There but for the grace of God, go with me. With a nickel-sized hell and a damaged wind. We roll over New York, never let us back in. We blew out the lights, kick a windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in. They're scared of my music. If you play in the West Coast Conference all year, and you're ranked number one nationally, problem. Problem. If you're not playing in the Power Five conferences, ranked number one nationally, and the best team other than yourself in that conference is St. Mary's. Problem. Problem. Easiest money out there for Gonzaga. To fold. I'll never understand it. Never will I understand having Gonzaga number one. And this isn't a shot at anybody affiliated with the show that might like Gonzaga, not even affiliated. Gonzaga fans. Fine, 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 fine. It's almost disrespectful to the other number ones to have that team go out there last night and lose to Arkansas, a much smaller lineup, and I promise you the show won't be all college basketball. I promise. I promise. It's not all college basketball. This is the Chad Duke Show. I'm Tor, the executive producer. Shoot is on the way down to the Outer Banks right now, I believe, as I am taping this. So I'm taking over the, the Friday show here, you know, the same bit, captain of the free show, all this and that. It's not all college basketball. But Gonzaga stinks, and it's so much fun when you're just sitting there watching them crumble. You're watching Odyssey Tony block every shot coming into the paint. You see the Chet Holmgren apologists for whatever reason. It's the most plugged in I've been into March Madness, so it's something I feel comfortable that I could talk about for at least a minute while introducing the show. Gonzaga out and it seems like we don't learn from our mistakes, really, when it comes to selecting the number ones and seeing the difficulty of schedule. And I know they played some other good teams this year, and you go through the regular season and some of the, the in-season tournaments versus uh, whatever whatever conferences. A team was not a number one team. This is not a one-shining-moment game for Arkansas. It's not. It was, a def- it was a win, not with ease, but with better coaching, better strategy, and hard defense. And Gonzaga can push the pace as much as they want. They were not deserving of a number one. And I am sick of seeing them so highly lauded because they went 
13 and 1 in their conference. Okay, 13 and 1. I'm I'm really happy for you going 13 and 1 in the West Coast Conference, which here we go. I'll just read it out for you. Who else is in the conference? St. Mary's, Santa Clara, San Francisco, BYU, Portland, San Diego, Pacific University, Pepperdine, and LMU. That's a heavy-hitting conference right there. That's not even the A-10. West Coast Conference stinks. And if you get Zaga winning your, ter- your bracket this year, you stink. The only shot they had was Drew Timmy, who did average, I think, what was it put up last night? Over 20 points a game in the tournament. Fine, fine, fine. But if you had Gonzaga winning your bracket, look yourself in the mirror today. Take a, take a few steps back and look at yourself. Really examine what you thought was going to happen during this, during this tournament. Oh, it makes me happy. It makes me happy to win money on something that I know is a sure thing. Gonzaga getting booted. And even if they beat Arkansas, they would get booted next week. Or they get booted in the Final Four. It warms my heart. It warms my heart to sometimes finally be right about something. And it also warms my heart to be put on to new things that I really enjoy. And if you follow the show on social media, or you follow Dukes on Instagram at DukesTheDJ, or the show on Instagram at ChadDukesShow on Instagram, you'll see me getting put on to something new that I have had before. Uh, people have been uh, very generous in bringing up Tippy's Tacos to the studio sometimes when we do bonus shows or Hoot Nannies on Fridays. Very, very generous. It's delicious every time I brought in Tippy Tacos back to the house, um, or back to my house, a lot. And they get pummeled. And I'd also like to thank, uh, say thank you to Orgy Beard for earlier in the week. He brought a bunch of uh, breakfast sandwiches, I believe, from uh, Main Street Bagel. Each one of the bro dogs had one, and each one of the bro dogs had a big smile on their face as well. So I just wanted to let you know that all the generosity is not going to waste. Uh, but Tippy's Tacos. Yesterday after the show, uh, I drove Shoe to his car because uh, he's getting an oil change or, or something going on with his car before making the trek. And then... <laughs> As we're driving, you know, we're, you know, talking a little bit, just, you know, just chit-chatting. He says, bro, you know what's around here? I said, no, I don't know. You know, I'm not really familiar with this area over here. There's a Tippy's Tacos right by where I'm getting my car service. I'm like, oh, oh, man. You know, I I like me some Tippy's Tacos, but I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's what I'm going to do with my day. I, you know, I was going to go to the gym, you know, maybe clean my room up, do a little laundry, you know, you know, try to be a little productive, maybe make some production, figure out what I'm going to do, figure out what I'm going to do for the day. I had a very productive day kind of set up after we were finished recording. And then, uh, that, that earworm, that, that, that Tippy's Tacos thought started growing legs. And I just, in the passenger seat, I hear, oh, the birch beer, and then, you, oh, you got to get the Monterey dinner, too. You got to do. And I'm like, oh, this is taking place now. This this trip to Tippy's Tacos is taking place. So to, this for the second time this week, me and Shoot are going for a lunch or uh, drinks after the show. Uh, on Tuesday, I believe, we went to the Old Shabin with uh, Money Monk. We played some darts. We had some, uh, some nice Irish drinks 
uh, which was uh, which was a lot of fun. And then to, uh, on Thursday, <laughs> I ended up at Tippy's Tacos. And it's the first time I've been inside the brick and mortar. It's everything that I hoped it would be. And I, I, it's not like you're going to Toro Toro or El Toro in DC, whatever that place is uh, called. I remember I went on a date there. It's a very, very nice upscale Mexican restaurant. Restaurant. You go to those places, you're like, oh, okay, we're gonna get the the very the loaded guacamole. I'm, I won't eat the guacamole, but, but you know, there, there's uh, entrees that are you know they're just really, really well put together, and it's everything you're you know you're like, oh, okay, this is a a high high class establishment where you're going and you're you're eating very, very thought about food is what I'll say. I walk into Tippy's Tacos. You're like, wow. This is the place that I really enjoy. I'll enjoy that more than I will uh, the high-class eatery because it's got the fountain sodas, it's got the tables with the table covers on them, and then it's got the just everything you want from a small business. The neon lights, it's got the, the friendly staff, cheap tacos, uh, che- oh, well-priced burritos, and then the Monterey dinner, which I guess is uh, Casey Dukes' favorite uh, uh, meal there. The triple enchilada with the sauce and the rice and the refried beans coming out to you on a styrofoam plate. And I'm sitting there like, wow, this is what I've been missing. Because uh, in my neck of the woods growing up, we had an establishment called Taco Grande. And Taco Grande was very similar uh, to Tippy's Tacos, where it's not a big, it's not a swanky joint. It's not anything like that. It's just a place where you can... It's so comfortable and consistent. You know you're going to have exactly what you want there. They know you by name every time you walk in. They know you by name when you call within... Before you even say a word. Oh, hi, Gigantor. Yeah, that's how it's going. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know what I'm going to order. And then that place got turned into a poke bowl... Uh, place or a Thai food place. I'm pretty sure it got turned into a poke bowl place. And I walked in one day and I was shoot depressed seeing that it wasn't Taco Grande anymore. But yesterday, Dukes took me to Taco Grande, basically, in Tippy's Tacos. We had tacos, which were phenomenal. I had the Monterey dinner with the enchiladas, phenomenal. Uh, I tried birch beer for the first time, and I know uh, on uh, Tuesday next week, I'm sure Dukes is going to want to talk about it. Birch beer was an interesting experience for me, as I'm not really a soda drinker, um, but it was a soda that I definitely enjoyed. I uh, actually finished that whole bottle, I think, last week on the BMI. Uh, Ant-Man brought in the uh, Galaxy Coca-Cola Zeros. I actually finished that bottle. I enjoyed it. Birch beer kicks the living dog shit out of that soda. Uh, it was um, it was a very good soda. So I'm sitting there. I initially started with the the high C fruit punch, and that was uh, bangy to say the least. And then I do so. What are you doing? Get the birch beer. I say okay. I'll get the birch. And then boom, birch beer, tacos, enchiladas, sitting in a place that I I I know I am familiar with, even though it's the first time I've been in there. What a what what a lunch it was, and I was a happy lad. And I guess there are some photos taken of me uh, rather enjoying said lunch. Uh, but long story short, 
Try Tippy's Tacos in person. Definitely worth it. People are incredibly nice. Uh, food came out piping hot uh, and fast, and it was delicious. I love uh, small businesses like that. I love everything about that and what they do because it takes me back to my small business that was lost. Well, not mine that I perpetuated, but the one that I would go to. Um, so it was nice. And then I went home and I said, okay, I just ate pff, roughly three pounds of Mexican food. I don't think I'm going to be going into the iron house today. I, I don't think I'm going to be going on to the, to the stair climber today uh, as it just would not work out. I, I can't go up I wouldn't be able to go up past level three, and if I'm doing a stair climber on level three, I'm basically an 80-year-old woman, and I, I that just got her hip replaced. I'm not gonna, I can't do that. So basically, went home, played darts, watched March Madness, won money on Gonzaga, lost money. Just so you know that I'm being honest on Texas Tech losing to Duke. It's fine though. They kept it gritty all the way down to the wire. That's it's fine. I'm not thrilled about it. Because Texas Tech, uh, I, I enjoyed watching Texas Tech this year. I couldn't care less about Duke. Anyways, this is the Chad Duke Show, and it is presented by Monk's Barbecue. This is our Friday show, which is basically our uh, sampler platter of the week. So if you are just someone that listens to this once a week, uh, you kind of know the drill. Uh, if it's your first time or you haven't subscribed yet, uh, it, within this, you will hear some of the best moments of the week. Uh, that might urge you to subscribe and see what you're possibly missing out on. And it's not only the past week that you'll be getting if you're subscribing. It is also every single episode that we've done. I think we have to have eclipsed 400 episodes by now. Uh, but we had a very, very fun week this week. Uh, big guest this week, uh, Jay Chandrasekhar uh, from Broken Lizard, uh, came on the show on Thursday. And that was a blast. And then additionally, uh, Mick Jagger sent out a tweet that I guess... Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was Mick Jagger's fault, but the people's fault that got Dukes a little um, irritated. Uh, and then also, Shude had a, a, a gaming stream of Elden Ring, and I particularly enjoyed that conversation as I was in the stream and finally got to see what it's all about and watch some Elden Ring gameplay and just see how that Chad Duke show gaming audience is. And they are um, they are something, and they are a lot of fun. And it was a, it was a fun stream, and I believe uh, last night on Thursday... Uh, Dukes is doing a Elden Ring stream, so I guess if you like that, I know Adam McNair does, as we were at lunch uh, yesterday and driving in the car, and Dukes kept on reading out Adam McNair's comments saying, when are you going to go play Elden Ring again? We need more Elden Ring streams, and maybe that's why he did it last night, uh, but it looked like a lot of fun. It, all, it is always a lot of fun, and we will get to all of that stuff right now, uh, but before that, a couple things. Go to Monk's Barbecue on Instagram and Twitter. And just look at what they're putting out. Look at what they're putting out and you say, okay, here's my Saturday. I'll mow the lawn. I'll clean the gutters. I'm going to go get some delicious barbecue. Go do that. 251 North 21st Street in Percival, Virginia. Monk's Barbecue, if you go to their Instagram, you will find something that you will enjoy. I think it's the best brisket I've ever had. Uh, smoke brisket. Pardon me. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want the smoke, Monk. I, I, you got it. I, I, just, I just let you know. Yeah. So if you're sitting there, you got some free time, or if you don't, make a day out of it. Make plans to go out there. Do that. It's a lot of fun, and it's delicious food. Uh, and also, I might have a new MVP from the show, and that's Bruce Tuttle, who decided that he was smart enough to head to Manscaped.com and order, I believe he ordered the Performance Package 4.0. Uh, and he said, okay, I got the performance package uh, 
4.0. But additionally, I'm getting 20% off and free shipping. <laughs> so I'm already getting a good deal on this. I'm already getting everything that comes in the Performance Package 4.0, including their full, uh, including the Lawnmower 4.0 Body Hair Trimmer, which can it, it is the best electric trimmer that I have personally found. And you also have all of the other lotions, deodorants that come in the Lawnmower 4.0 uh, or the Performance Package 4.0 box. It's already marked down. You already got it marked down. Manscaped is going to give you that off-rip. But if you use the promo code DUKES, D-U-K-E-S, 20% off and free shipping, you are getting a fantastic deal just on that package. And you say, okay, Tor, I already have a body hair trimmer. I already have that locked down. I already got razors. I already got all that. Okay. They got body washes. They got shampoos. They got everything that you might need. If you're running low on something, if you're saying, okay, my shampoo's running low, my body wash is running low, place the order. You'll get it cheaper. It's going to smell better than whatever, whatever, pert. It's going to smell better than pert. It's going to feel better than pert. Pert stinks. You're going to go with Irish Spring over the Manscaped Deluxe Package? I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe you like Irish Spring. I don't mean to attack whatever. Manscaped.com. Use the Duke's promo code for 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, Bruce Tuttle. You are one of the good ones. Anyways, on with the celebrities and on with the funny. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. What's up, brother? How are you? Well, I'm doing well. Doing well. Call? Just listening to... Uh... World War Two history uh, on the P- Pacific Arena. Look at you <laughs> bettering your. I actually love the Pacific Arena because it's it's batshit crazy. Like when they were advancing through those islands and then dealing with the kamikaze, and then when the kamik- the, the kamikaze, like the um, what was it, the, the civilians were getting weaponized against the Americans. Like there's some wild shit that happened over there. Yeah, there there. I was listening to a story of I think it was in a place called Peleliu. And, you know, the war ended in 1945, but these guys on this island didn't surrender, the Japanese guys, until 47, two <laughs> years later. There's another story about a guy who was in in the Philippines, and he he was, after the war, They the Japanese, his bosses came to him and said, hey, it's over. It's over, Rambo. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like... You're you're lying. It can't be over. We 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 never. The way we know it's over is when all the Japanese are dead. When we when we we don't give up, and they're like, no, it's really over. So they go back to Japan. Everyone's living their lives. This guy continues to kill all these civilians in the Philippines, and so they send, you know, their the commander back again, and he's now a, a car salesman in Japan, and he goes, it's over, and so they have to. And they bring him back to Japan, and he's looking at this is now ten years later, and he's like, "What? What? You guys just gave up? Like it's an incredible story." <laughs> wow! Incredible. So it's like they literally sent Troutman in to get him out after Brian Denny he chased him up the mountain. I mean, that's exactly that's exactly ins- that's insane. Um, we'll we'll just keep all this. I like talking to you about everything. It's uh, a. <laughs> 
It's Jay Chandrasekhar. He's our buddy. He, of course, makes all the movies. Uh, his book, Mustache Shenanigans, I've read it. It's excellent. Uh, you can get copies on his website. Uh, you can go to Broken Lizard's website as well. He's got movies coming out. He's taking down media empires. And a golf lesson. I want to say, man, the last time I talked to you, there was a golf lesson involved as well. Are, are we having any progress in that capacity? I am I am what most people would describe as a pretty good golfer. Okay. Uh um, I'm also a full-on addict, you know, like I, I always, I kind of say like, I'm, I'm glad I never tried heroin and that's sort of a <laughs> lie because I did try it once, but I, but it's so, it's so, uh, I'm so addicted. I've played, you know, I've hit golf balls probably 400 of the last 480 days. Wow. Like, I'm, I'm sneaking off to the golf course and telling my wife that I'm doing other things. I am. I have lost my mind. She's probably rather there be another woman. You know, at some point, like when you have a hobby like that, it would just make, <laughs> make your life. You're just cheating on her with like a, a nice casual outdoor activity. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, That's last time I spoke with you, you uh, you were doing a project with Joe Coy, who I'm a huge fan of. is very funny. Um, and that was supposed to be out fairly. Are you ready to? Is that something we discuss now? Is that still in the editing phase or yeah, we in the promotional yeah, we, phase? What know, is that? We Okay, the movie is called Easter Sunday, and uh, naturally we're putting it out on August 5th. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was supposed to come out on April 1st, but when we made the decision to move it, we were looking into the uh, – the teeth of the of the COVID buzzsaw. Sure, um, and it was just you know it just didn't look good. Um, and, and then uh, this movie, Marvel Morbius, I think it's called, uh, jumped onto that date, and there was like COVID plus Marvel. We're like, ah, forget it. So uh, we're moved to August fifth. It's going to have a nice, big theatrical release. Universal Pictures. It's going to be fun. It's the first time I've made a movie for Universal. So, you know, I've worked for Fox and uh, and and Disney when they bought them, obviously, and Warner Brothers. But, you know, Universal is sort of like the famous yeah. comedy releasing house. So I'm pretty excited about it. They also have those monsters. I'm a big fan of those. And they also have a theme park, which is also kind of cool as well. I'm, I'm excited, man. You're a funny guy, and he's a real funny guy. And the two of you doing a project seems to make a lot of sense. You, you mentioned... Um, Morbius, I, I want to give you credit, not just because you're on the show. I we, I first had you on a show I was doing, I think, about 15 years ago. It was, it was the first the sports talk station I was on. It was the week at Flip Formats. And I think we had the conversation then about the comic book movies. Um, yeah. I mean, it's become almost a trope at this point with, you know, Coppola's weighed in and Scorsese's weighed in. I mean, everybody has weighed in. But I just I thumb through the rags every once in a while online and look at the movie headlines and there are no more movie headlines. It's just people spend and they're not even talking about the movies anymore. We've gone now so far past it that you don't. Even, it's like the NBA. You don't even talk about the regular season anymore. You talk about the off season, like the transactions that are going to lead up to the games. Um, <laughs> as someone that's making movies and as, you spoke about this and kind of called your shot about what these things were doing years before everybody else kind of was doing the same thing um what are your what are your thoughts on the fact that not only is it not cyclical or that th this whole process is ending it only seems to be getting bigger and bigger with the superhero movies 
If I were governor of show business, I would make the very unpopular decision of banning superhero movies for two years. Wow. And I would, and then I'd say, okay, let's see what we can do in those two years and see if we can handle going cold turkey on these. Because, I mean, I'm a full-grown adult. Like, I cannot watch, you know, guys in tights and capes and with special powers anymore. I, 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 I've, I've stopped going completely. And, and we can, everyone can talk about how, oh, their, their art and all this stuff. That's not true. It's like a, it, to me, it's like a bald money grab. Uh, and the problem is the American public, um, you know, we all have fantasies of being powerful and I, and I get it. Like I think about as I'm standing in line and some guy is sort of mouthing off to the, you know, the woman behind the counter, I think about like grabbing him and breaking his neck in one quick move. I do it all the time, right? Because it's fun to imagine that you could do that. But in truth, and I've done a little studying on this, you can't break a guy's neck in one quick move like they do in the movies because, in fact, it would take several, you know, several moves to actually crack a person's neck. It's not even possible. And yet I think about it all the time because I love the idea of having superpowers. But that's enough. If you want to see Spider-Man, watch one of the previous seven of them. It's all the same thing, right? He gets bit by the spider. Everyone's like, this is a great one. I'm like, in what way? How could it be? It's not, it's not new. It's not creative. But there you go. You, you know what? You baited me into this. I swear to God, I don't mean – dude, I'm so fed up with it because I've been on the opposite side of this argument with you before, and I'm so fucking sick of it. And I saw that Batman movie, and I feel like I'm on – I feel like I'm con and they sent me to the wrong planet and I've been sitting in the desert for years waiting for Kirk to show up because everyone is telling me how great that movie is. It makes more money oh, yeah. than anything. It's it's one of not, not only is it one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It, 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 Jay, it's nearly unwatchable with how long and dark it is. And secondly, it's like no one saw the movie seven. All they're doing is lifting and sloppily recreating things from other movies that have come out before just with a guy with a cape in them. And I find it so goddamn uh, offensive, especially when it's from some of my... I mean, if you watch the Joker movie, it's king of comedy, yeah. only it's not nearly as good. The guy's just it got face paint on. Right. It is king of comedy. So I just... You're totally right. I feel like an alien now because they're so popular and so many people that I do respect and that are friends of mine are still just as into it as they was but here's the comparison I always make they compare them all the time like action movies some are blockbuster well the born ultimatum came and went and then you had the rest of the year like summertime okay we're gonna get last action hero we're gonna get terminator 3 we're gonna get judge dread but then the rest of the year you get kind of normal movies or you get stuff that you know maybe is a little different this is 24 hours, 365 now, where this genre just completely obfuscates everything else. I don't think there's ever been a, a comparison. No. No, nothing has so dominated uh, uh, our, our, our business and, frankly, the country quite like this. And it's, it's you know, unfortunately, people keep going. And, and look, my... My uh, everyone who t tells me this Batman is actually incredible. No, it's not a superhero movie. It's more of a mob movie. It sucks. And and I'm like, okay. As I said, does he say? Does he say I'm Batman? And apparently he doesn't. And I'm like, well, that's at least creative. That's a, that you know you can I can give you that. But I, I can't take it anymore.
I can't take it anymore. Well, I don't have to take it, and I'm you not. Don't, you, you don't have to take it. You can make all your own stuff. Um, what can you talk about? Well, first of all, do you want to join me? I left being a uh, a Washington fan. I'm now a Tennessee Titans fan because I've just I've had enough. I assume you have to be close with your Chicago Bears fandom as they continue to embarrass and tarnish the second city um, with the way they conduct their business. Are you close to maybe you and I could meet in Nashville and take in a preseason game? What do you think? I, you know, when I watch another team besides the Chicago Bears play, my uh, no blood goes to my penis. Nothing. <laughs> None. Like, it doesn't even stir, it, you know, like, it's just, I just am looking at it like, all right, whatever. Like, I couldn't care less. Okay. And, and, I, and I will tell you this, I did watch some of those playoff games this year, and they it did stir a little. They were pretty excited. That Buffalo game was incredible. It was unbelievable. But um, it was incredible. And I happened to watch it, because I'm like, okay, I'll, I just happened to be sitting there. Uh, but the Chicago Bears, I believe have solved their quarterback problem. Wow. Uh, really? And I believe, yeah, I think this guy's going to be great. Uh, and, and, and I believe, and he's young, right? I mean, and, and I, and they're rebuilding around him and they, you know, they got rid of Khalil Mack and it was saying, look, we're going to rebuild and we're going to, we're going to get new young guys and we're going to build it around this guy. And that's the way you do it. And this guy from uh, 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 the Indianapolis, I think it's, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Ever, Everbluss. And I guess that's a lot to say from a guy with a name like Chandra Saker. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> whatever his name is, uh, uh, you know, people call me Chaka whatever, or, you know, <laughs> Chandra who's that or whatever. But anyway, this guy, Everbluss, which is not his name. Uh, I don't know. I, I think... I've fallen for it. Look, the problem with the Chicago Bears has been, I guess, uh, the ownership thinks it's super cool to own the Bears and they're related to Hallis, and I get all that. But they haven't seemed to make the right personnel moves, uh, at least since Jim McMahon wore, uh, you know, number nine in Chicago. You really, Justin, you, you're that sold on Justin Fields after he threw for seven touchdowns and ten interceptions last year and looked largely ineffective for the entire time? Well, I like that you have those stats. <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, or is somebody looking those up for you? Uh, uh, anyway. It, it's not hard to find. You just type in worst quarterback in the league and his picture of him comes oh, up. Oh, my God. Well, look, I mean, my God. I think Peyton Manning uh, – was he was he 500 or was he like two and ten in his first year? You like are comparing a, Justin Fields to Peyton Manning now. Is that is that what we're doing? I, well, sure. I'm comparing <laughs> I'm comparing uh, freshman quarterbacks to other freshman okay. quarterbacks. So, uh, and I know the the guy in uh, in uh, what's it called? Uh, New England played well. Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Yes, he did. Uh, but aside from him, nobody nobody else really played that well. And the Bears did have a, a really sort of uh, it, like weak offensive line, and you cannot be a, a like a rookie quarterback with a weak offensive line. It just does not. It do, I mean, it doesn't work. So they're going to rebuild around this guy. I think. Look, he won an incredible number of games at the Ohio State University. That's true. I mean, that's, a real, that's a real program. It wasn't like Trubisky, who was like started eleven games at North Carolina and was like. You're like eleven games. We're gonna we're gonna trade up to get this guy. I mean, that's the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're maligning there, my I friend. Know. So that's the I guy know, you're my... trying to take down. 
my friend called me and said, how do I, how do I, how should I feel about Trubisky? I was like, slit your wrist now. I mean, oh. like Trubisky sometimes plays great games and he seemed like a great guy. And, and maybe it was the bears. that was the problem, but he, he put up some games where he scored 38 points. Like he has it in him, but I just don't know that he's like the guy. I don't know. I hope he does well. I, that's, that's sort of cruel of me to say. Nothing but know. the best to him. Yeah. I, I hope yeah. he does well too. I, I don't, you know, I don't see it, but I also don't see Justin Fields in the same way you do, I think. And also when you trade away your best wide – well, not trade away, you lose your best wide receiver in Allen Robinson in the same offseason. I don't know how that's building around him, but, you know, we'll, we'll come. We'll circle back again, and I'll have a, a tight – I'll have Ryan Tannehill jersey ready to go for you midseason this year. It'll be fun. Um, I know Wasn't you, it hard, though, to switch to another team? Wasn't that hard? Um, it felt right at the time. It was right when I got fired and it was, I had spent so much of my life talking about that team as well as being a fan for my entire life. And they're just, they're so embarrassing, Jay. Like it's, it's almost like at some point, if you've had the fifth intervention with your best friend and you keep sending them to rehab and they, you know, they're stealing out of your top drawer, like stealing cash to buy pills. It's like, I, I gotta, I gotta protect myself at some point. Mm-hmm. And with the yeah. commanders, I, uh, I've decided that <laughs> I, I need to protect myself from them. And I didn't even look for the best team to switch for. I just wanted a healthy organization that was fun and that seemed to be in a fun city. And that's kind of how, how I landed where and I they've am. got a great running back, and they've got oh, yeah. a legit quarterback. They're good. They're not great. Yeah, they're they're good. good. Um, I know you got to go. Um, what can you tell I me? Don't, I don't have to. I don't have to run. I mean, unless you're trying to get rid of me, not I don't at have all. To run. I'm I, okay. I just I'm trying I, to respect your time. I know. Jay, I'm sitting Jay, in the parking lot of the golf course. I just drove here, and I'm sitting here. So you're getting ready to cop. I. Uh, Jay actually wanted to come on in uh, April to promote something, and I said, No, no, no. You got to come on today because I just want to shoot the shit. Um, I, uh, what can you tell me about Quasi? Is there anything you can say now, or is that mum's the word? Uh, I've, I've seen okay, Quasi. Uh, for those of you who who obviously don't know, it's a uh, it's a movie set in 13th century France, and it's a broken lizard movie. That's so great. Um, and so we're it's a you know it's an open nod to Monty Python, who we wouldn't exist without those guys, and we decided to take the high risk swing and make a movie set in their territory, basically. Uh, uh, and, you know, I, w- I was nervous about it, but we've I've now seen the film. We showed it to a crowd of about 250 people, and Kevin Heffernan directed it. And, mm. you know, i got to tell you, man, people really loved it. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Because, you know, it would have been such a public embarrassment to be like, well, they're, they tried to do Python. We're going to get that anyway. Uh, and they they're not as good. But anyway, the movie is good. Uh, Steve Lemmy, uh, who plays Mac in Super Troopers, plays uh, a hunchback uh, uh, <laughs> named Quasimodo. Uh, and then I play the King of France, and of Paul Soder plays the Pope, yes. Uh, and and there's a whole, you know, assassination plot, uh, you know, and it, Quasi works in a torture chamber. It's like a whole full 13th century France movie, so... Uh, I'm I'm excited, I, and I think it'll come out uh, late fall, uh, and I'm and it will it will be on Hulu. Uh, oh, it's a Hulu uh, movie. It's a Hulu movie, and and but it's with Searchlight, uh, which okay. is the company that makes all the Super Troopers movies. And then we're I'm writing, uh, we're all writing Super Troopers three, which we're going to try to shoot in the fall. Maybe, uh, you know, sometime, sometime around then. How do you decide, because uh, Kevin directed uh, Slam and Salmon, which is 
one of my yeah. favorite comedies. But you you directed Super Troopers two. Do you do you guys like switch off? Do you have a conversation before? Like how does that seems like it could be awkward? Um, how how do you decide who's helming the thing when you're making a picture with them? Well, I mean. He's a talented. Uh, he sat next to me for the whole every movie I, we made, right. and he sat in the inner room with me the whole time. And you know, like, and then he made his own television show, Tacoma FD, with Steve Lemmy, and he directed at least fifteen of them. Right. So I was sort of like when he when he directed the Slam and Salmon, I was sitting next to him and being like, "Don't do that." Don't okay. do that. Okay. Do this. Try this. Get it going a little faster. A little fa and so then on this movie, I'm like, I hadn't seen him direct since that movie. I know he did all those TV shows, but I hadn't seen him do it. And so I sat there on the first day and I watched him and I watched him do the first take. And I'm like, nah, that's a little, that's not quite right. And then I, I didn't say anything. And I watched the second, I watched the actors in the second take. I'm like, yeah, that's right. So, uh, and then, I, that kept happening every day. I'm like, well, every scene was like he'd fix it in the right way. And I'm like, you don't even need me here. Um, so he's so good. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because we have the same timing. So when I watch the movie for the first time, I'm like, it's like I directed it, but I but I'm but I didn't ever shoot it, you know, like he did. Uh, and, and the truth is, you know, he's a, he's a talented guy. He's one of my best friends. He, he said, I want to direct this film. You're in the middle of Easter Sunday and you're making Super Troopers 3. I said, great, do it. You know, like, who cares? Sure. You know, who cares about, like, at the end of the day, we're both going to get plenty of credit. It's fine. I Like, I've had more credit than anybody deserves in their life. <laughs> anyway, you don't need more. And and I'm, I'm, you know, this sounds like he's a child, but I'm proud of him. And he did a fucking great job. Can I swear on this? Yeah, thing? yeah. No, right? Swear your ass, swear your ass off. <laughs> He did a great job Cock making balls. this Please. Yeah. movie. Shit. Cock balls. Uh, <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, he did a great job. And, and I'm not just saying it. I, I'm really like relieved that it's great. Good. I, I, I love... The, the first thing I thought of, of course, was Holy Grail. And I'm like, God damn, you guys would do a good job you know, tackling something like that. So I'm happy you're happy. I, I also, if you if you don't like getting credit, I hate, I'm so, I apologize the next minute. Um, I, I, when I told you I was, I got this part in this movie, I had no, I had all these reservations and all this shit. And what was so useful was I remember, I remember texting you and saying, Oh God, it's so awful watching, watching myself in this movie. Like I've just not, and you, and you said only watch it once. Don't worry about it. Like there's a lot of times when I thought, Oh, I'm feeling this way because I'm terrible and I don't know what I'm doing. And then I was speaking to you about it. I'm like, Oh, it's way more. Some of these issues are way more common than you would necessarily believe. It was, it was very useful. And what was, I'm sure a very comfortable thing for you at this point. Um, but it was very awkward for me during the time, not wanting to fuck up everybody else's shit when you're making something like that. Yeah, I mean, mostly what you think when you see yourself in the movie is, do I really look like that? And is, does my voice really sound like that? And the answer is yes, <laughs> you do. You do look like that, and the, and because these machines are collecting you as you are, uh, frankly, a little better than you are because you got makeup on, right? But and you're lit well, but it's it's uh, it's not helpful, right? Like it's not helpful no. to look at yourself that way. 
you just gotta, you know, once is fine, and then never again. Never again. I don't watch my movies. I can tell you that you'll never walk into my living room and be like, "Well, there he is watching his movies." <laughs> you'll never see that. You'll never see that. Then how you do you, yeah. if that's the case? Then because I have just doing the shows, I have people come up and ask me like, "Hey, do you remember this episode from six months ago?" I'm like, "No, I have. I don't remember it at all. I have. Did I say that? I have no idea what you're talking about." Um. How do you, because your movies are so quotable and they've got this, it's not just like, I don't know, man, somebody f watches uh, Green Book, you know, they're like, all right, that's a good movie, but they're, they're not going to memorize all the lines. Everyone knows every line of Beer Fest, like everybody knows every line of, of Super Troopers, like I know all the words to the Coconut Pete songs for different reasons than most, but like, yeah. what, is, what is it like if you're not revisiting any of that stuff, how often do you get stumped by your own fans? Well, I'll just say this. When I'm cutting the movie, I watch it. I watch a hundred different versions sure. of it. And so I've seen the lines and I know and I've chosen the take. And, we, you know, we're, we're so I've seen it so much you can't even believe it. But once it comes out in the theater, then I'm like, I'm like, you know, we'll watch the first 15 minutes and then we'll go have dinner with the uh, PR uh, women. Uh, and. So we see the beginning a lot and make sure that the people are laughing or whatever. And maybe we'll sit through a screening like 10 years later or whatever. But yes, people come up to me and they say lines and then they look at me and I'm like, all right, what's okay. up? Okay. And they're like, you said that. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I believe you. And I, I think I'm, I think I kind of remember it. Um, but I don't recall at all because uh, I, I don't. I mean, I recall most of it, to be honest with you. But occasionally, I don't. I don't remember the line. Would would, um, you, would, would you ever take another crack at a uh, a horror comedy? Is that something you guys ever talk about dipping your toe back I, into? I would. I mean, you know, that film is one of those films that was appreciated after the fact. Yeah. Uh, and while it came out in the theaters, it was uh, not appreciated. And. Uh, and now people are like, that's your best movie. And I'm like, oh, where were you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it wasn't, you know, look, the, the studio didn't really try to market it very well. And we opened against Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, which, I mean, it made that movie, Mel Gibson's movie opened on a Wednesday. It was in Aramaic. Yeah. And it made, I don't know, 150 million on the weekend. And we made three, literally three. Uh, so they were giving away free tickets in the lobby, like church groups were buying out screenings of that movie and handing them out to people saying they weren't going to let Jesus be a flop. Right. And, and they did it. Jesus. They made it happen. Literally. Um, and, and our poor movie got just assaulted in any case, would I do it again? I don't know. I mean, like, it's sort of like when you go through a, a bad emotional experience and then you're like you want to do it again i'm like no not really I uh, know, but that you got it the genre jay you guys were and i hate to keep saying this but you were so ahead of your time there's so many horror comedies now like it's almost become ubiquitous that if you go see a horror flick there's there's humor in it um and i know that's not exactly you guys i, I always felt that club dread's more of a, a comedy and that it also it's you know it's there's these horror elements i don't know that these movies that i'm talking about are built the same thing but I, I just think that it, it's a genre now that is so much different and is so larger and there's so much more kind of ability to move around inside of it. And no one's, yeah. no one's going to do a better job making a funny movie than, than you guys. So well, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you this. Like, first of all, 
when we did it, we were following in the footsteps of, of the great film Scream, which was a horror film and really funny. Very meta. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. And so we thought, well, we'll get those fans. But the problem is we came off Super Troopers and everyone's like, is it are the cops in this movie or not? And they're like, no. And so it was it was, you know, the people were like they didn't know how to market it, whether it was like it's going to be funny, but then someone's going to get their throat slashed. And it, it didn't, at the time, they couldn't figure out how to market it. And so, so what? But now, I I would say that I have in my heart a desire to do a very funny, violent whodunit. Uh, uh, and I know Knives Out came out, but I, I I think of our tone as different than that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know yet. I think I mean, the answer is... I, I don't have an idea yet, but I, but but maybe I got one for you. Why don't why don't you just yeah. make Clue rated R with you guys? Because you already have the ensemble cast. I've always thought that was a really great underrated comedy. I don't know how you feel about it, but if yeah. you, if you made that rated R with your rated R brand humor, that I don't know. That seems really fucking. I'm, I'm fantasy booking your career. I apologize. Also, I I, did, oh, I, I wasn't as in love with Knives Out as everybody else was, and I, I do think that if if you guys did something in that genre right now, it would really hit home with a lot of people. I think you're right, and and I, I feel sort of the same way about Knives Out, but I I try to be respectful of sure, other filmmakers of because the movie did well and that people did like it, and hey, good for you. But um, it wasn't exactly the kind of movie I would have made with the same set of tools. But but so be it. Um, yeah, an R-rated clue would be good, like with like full nudity and sex and uh, and violence. Uh, you know. Yeah, I do. I'd better, I'd better take it to that. Mr. Mustard in the library with a hard dick. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go! <laughs> Poor Mrs. White. Um, all right, let's uh, let's follow the Instagrams, of course. Jay Chandrasekhar and Jay Chandrasekhar. They don't have enough characters on Twitter, but you can find the man there. The website jaychandrasekhar.com. The book is Mustache Shenanigans. Joe Coy movies coming out this summer. I can't wait for that. That is going to be incredible. Uh, in when you work with him and you went out and did stand up with him and his crowd, you and I spoke about that privately, I think, but not on the show he is almost an apostle at this point especially when he like coasted hawaii and i see the buildings that he's are you with him and were you with him during those just monster stadium shows that i see him posting about on twitter you know we did uh, a run through nashville and we did the ryman auditorium which wow. was historic and yeah. incredible and willie nelson was on the walls and johnny cash uh uh and we did some 7,000 seat places in Orlando. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> luckily his crowd is a comedy crowd. He likes to say that. And he's, and he's right. Like they knew me, they were fans already, which was nice. But, uh, um, you know, he's like, you got to come and do the Staples center or whatever it is, the, the, the forum. And I'm like, I mean, it makes me pause a little to stand up in front of 16,000 people because when the laugh comes with 7,000 people, it physically pushes you around up there. Wow. I don't know what it would feel like at 16,000. I, I think I'm going to find out because I think I'm probably going to open for him somewhere on the road. But he's so strangely popular. I can't. <laughs> like, we all, other comics look at him and go, wow. Yeah. Like, he, 
and then to watch him do it on stage, the way he does it, you're like, there's so much energy and, and excitement, and he's also quite edgy. And the fans just absolutely love this guy. And it's and I don't mean strangely popular because he's not funny. I mean, like, what is it that makes this guy like he will he's like, I'm going to he'll go up on stage and he'll start singing 90s um, R&B tunes. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Right. In my view, I'm always like, well, if it's a little off the mark, I'm reluctant to because the audience, they're not going to get it. The whole 7,000 people is singing these 90s R&B tunes with them. And I'm like, wow, he's just <laughs> sort of going with what he he wants to do and yeah. his gut. And they're all in. And, it... and, and I've had him in a movie. I have him in his first film. I mean, uh, and it's a good movie. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. It's Easter Sunday and it's uh, August 5th is when that comes out. Yeah, it's like... Um... Remember when the blue collar comedy tour was like the biggest thing on earth? And yeah. I, I actually, I think Ron White is, is um, unbelievable, but um, I would tune into that and yeah. I I just like, I don't, what in the fuck am I missing? Like he's not like Dane Cook. I felt, I don't mean to attack these people, but like Dane Cook was another one where he, he would come to town and he would fill up like an arena. And I'm like, I wouldn't, I'm not seeing it. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Joe's really funny. I, I mean, I've been listening to him on Corolla for years oh yeah but there's just something different about hey we're gonna go to a comedy show in that where oh these people would follow this man <laughs> into the fucking mouth of hell if he asked oh, them yeah. to do it it's that different type oh, yeah. of audience i think you're talking about it's different like i i've gone up in my crowd they love my show but there it's different yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Mean, it's joe coy's level of fandom it's just not it's just not i mean he's he's got something like uh that you can't quite put your finger on it and you're like i don't know what it is but he's got it well it's uh um, it's great to catch up with you and that well, you're coming back on in april to discuss um you're planning on shaking up the way the movie industry operates i don't want to give too much away but well um, i'm gonna try to uh knock rotten tomatoes uh off their perch i'm so excited uh, uh and and it's through a technology thing that that i've built with these two guys and i you know you know it it's uh my wife calls it uh uh if you're a fan of larry david's my spite store of course uh, <laughs> you know that i've built a machine to knock down rotten tomatoes because they were rude to me uh and and perhaps that's true <laughs> fuck it i returned a shirt for spite also um just in case for some context uh the batman is sitting at fresh on rotten tomatoes both audience and fucking critics fuck that website forever i can't wait i'm very excited for you to come on and talk about this it's a project that scratches a lot of itches that i have um go go hit the links brother Th thank you so much for doing a two for we uh, can't wait to catch up with you again in april all right cool thanks the great jay chandrasekhar everybody on the chad dukes show whether you're drinking by the fire, getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy, or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids, make sure you check out the Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify. And just go to chaddukeshow.com slash music for the official link to your new favorite playlist. There was this, I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the Facebook post that I put up, but I wanted to at least address this. Um... I am at. We did a, a bit on Friday night where I was quizzing some of the boys about the uh, the Rolling Stones. It's one of my uh, my favorite bands, and I uh, found out that Monk doesn't know anything about the Rolling Stones. Knew that already. Uh, Ant Man, who has been to see them in fucking Pittsburgh, knows nothing about the Rolling Stones. And then, of course, Joe and Adam McNair speak for themselves. It was very sad. 
Um, I noticed on social media on Monday that uh, Mick Jagger himself, the, you know who that is, Tor? He's the lead singer of the Rolling Stones. Look at you. Do you have it on Google over there? <laughs> I'm just That's more than Ant-Man knew. Yeah. Ant-Man can't pick out his voice. No, he doesn't know his voice at all. We were playing, <laughs> I think we were playing uh, Sepultura, and he thought it was fucking uh, the Rolling Stones. Um, Mick Jagger posted a video. He's like, oi there, mate. I saw a lot. We're going out there. I'll hold it, bollocks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the fuck is he saying? And then uh, he's like, you. oil the fish and chips, you. Times are hard and friends of you. Yeah, it was, it was very weird. Like, I pulled up the fucking video, and I'm like, I'm watching Mick Jagger fucking uh, do his bit. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll, I'll be able to take part in whatever he wants. You know what I always say? Times are hard and friends of you. Ta-da to fucking you. I'm like, Patty the Batty's requesting fucking songs on the internet. Um, he says something to the effect of, hey, we're going out on tour. It's our 60th anniversary tour, which is unbelievable. I guess they're only doing Europe. And um, we, we'd like some song requests. Could you give us some song requests? You know, because we, we want to play what you guys want. And there's a million tweets, and it's all what everyone does to artists. I feel so bad for Reverend Payton and for Sonny Ledford and all these people that we know. Whenever they post anything... 100% of the comments are, when are you coming to Grand Rapids? This is Ant-Man Pizzo. When are, when are you coming to Michigan? Like, it's never, it's never, oh, wow, this is great. Let me make plans to drive to go see one of your shows. It's, why aren't you coming to Texas? It's just, you're, you're ignoring your Canadian fans. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. They can't go everywhere all the time. It drives me fucking insane. I'm not even in, no one ever wants me to go anywhere, and it drives me fucking insane. So I'm looking through all those. The very first comment was from a fucking normie that said, play honky tonk woman, which I, I got to Tor's probably never heard of it as we're speaking right now. <laughs> but if I played it for Tor, he would know the song. Yeah, he'd know it. And the reason is they've fucking been playing it on the radio for 50 fucking years. And every single Rolling Stones concert they've ever played, they've played honky tonk woman. And I realize that it's not, this isn't just one moron. You know, it'd be, it'd be easy if it's like, well, he's just stupid. He doesn't know any better. This is why all we get is superhero movies. This is why all the music on the radio sucks. This is why there's a fucking Chipotle in a subway on every corner because we live amongst. That guy was the majority. He's the majority. Yeah. He's And that's why when I go to see the Rolling Stones, they play the same 12 songs, even though they have a catalog, an unmatched catalog. You, you could argue they're one of the finest blues bands that's ever existed, one of the finest country music bands that's ever existed. You'll never hear any of those songs because they have to play Honky Tonk Women or the dickheads that come out to their shows will say, well, they didn't play that one, so I'm not going to go see them again when they come back through town. It's why everything is homogenized. Nothing is spicy. Everything sucks because that moron has got to hear the same fucking song he's heard 10 million times again. And it's not like it's not like a one-hit wonder coming to town. Like, if AHA comes to town, like, you better fucking sing Take On Me or I'm going home. Go fuck yourself. It's the Stones. Yeah. People ruin everything. You can't have anything nice anymore. Nothing cool. They just don't have any fucking ability to. And I think what it is, honestly, is I think it's also it's what a symptom of everything is, is narcissism. It's like they're so wrapped up in themselves that they only know one or two songs from the catalog. So it's like, we'll just play that. It's why classic rock radio. Everybody wants to blame classic rock. Why do you keep playing the same fucking seven songs over and over again? Because these are the morons that I have to fucking attract to my flag. Like These are the <laughs> idiots that I still have. To, like, if I don't play the same Fleetwood Mac song every fucking 30 minutes, they might. 
flip over to their iPod or whatever it is. My, my argument would be that morons now, the technology has gone to such an extent where it's so easy to get all of your moronic shit just beamed to you <laughs> yeah. that fuck it. Like if, if the rest of us are out there still looking for new stuff, program for us, like program for the rest of us. Um, I don't know. It, it drives me fucking insane to see that shit. And like, don't, what, why bother? Why, why, why bother soliciting anything from your audience? I put up, look, my audience is fucking the tits. They, they are plugged in. They're locked in. They pay. They, they know exactly what I want. They all think that the CD we put out is named Revelations. They'll just throw an S on the end. Why? Well, they got their own lives, I guess, but they're also stupid. So it's like they're looking at it like revelations. No, no, no. That's not the name of the CD. I actually put the name of the CD in the post with a picture of the CD. You still are throwing an S on the end. It's not Nordstrom's. It's not Potbelly's. Hops. It's not Blockbusters. Nobody says IHOPs. My mom says IHOPs. Well, you need to stop talking to her. <laughs> she needs to be cut off immediately. This is the same mom that doesn't want you to make Thanksgiving dinner. No, no, no. She's fine with it. It's it's the it's the the West Virginia family that that doesn't have uh, taste. They don't have taste. They buds. probably want to hear Honky Tonk Woman. Oh, one hundred percent. The Rolling Stones cover. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like they don't even say country honk. Like a different version of the fucking song. It's like no, no. Here's the same. Play Satisfaction. Paint it black. And Honky Tonk Woman. And this moron Jethro is gonna feel good about fucking coming out to see your goddamn show. Drives me nuts. But it is a different argument than playing. Like you want to hear if I go see. Steve Earle, like you want him to play fucking Copperhead Road, you know, and if you don't, you're like, oh, I feel kind of chipped off by that. But this is the biggest rock and roll yeah. band of all fucking time. He doesn't have as many hits. I mean, the catalog of hits from the Stones. <sighs> it's amazing. The internet's fucking made us. It's, it's give it. It's it, it. We have to pretend like the stupid people have an equal voice to the rest of us that don't conduct ourselves that way. <laughs> Poor there- Mick Jagger. God forbid he read that fucking tweet. <laughs> How many tweets do you think Mick Jagger has read in his life? Maybe four. What if one of them is that tweet? <laughs> he bummed out. I'm yeah. sure it's all a ruse. I'm sure he's not going to play any requests. They're going to play whatever the fuck they want. They're the Rolling Stones. Play whatever you want. <laughs> Sit on a goddamn, play the goddamn uh, 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 five-gallon spackle bucket. You sit there beat on it for 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Would it be fun to hear him play something they haven't played in a while? They never play Loving Cup. Never. It's one of their best songs. They never play it in concert. Play that. Well, you put me on to... Um Life, I put you on too. Uh, doom and gloom. Sitting there with your fucking sweatpants, your dumb old shoes, sucking off fucking uh, stingy. Where's this coming from? What, what am I stingy. doing? Sitting in that goddamn house of happiness, sucking off stingy at night, riding two scooters around and collapsing treadmills. Yeah. I give this boy a life. <laughs> he hasn't worn duggery since the bet was over. Are you back to all sweatpants? All sweatpants. I wore, oh, I wore a. jeans on uh, Friday night. Terrible. By the way, Ant Man's getting better looking and Tor's getting worse. <laughs> Can you imagine no. the end no. of this? At the end of it, you're not even going to be turning into him. He's going to be turning into fucking uh, Brad Pitt. These are strange. Oh, things. he's Brad Pitt. He's closer to Brad Pitt right now than you are. Brad Pitt. He, he can't touch his toes. I bet I could. I bet Brad Pitt could. Ant Man is trying to better himself. You were bettering yourself, and now you're moving backwards in the opposite direction. True or false? Look at your hair. It looks like my hair. Bullshit. I need Wesley tomorrow. Where's Wes the barber? He's, he's Where is he? Tomorrow. He's ruining everything. Why are you me? He ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying? I, I I guess I was saying that I. Uh, I appreciated you putting me onto uh, that song "Doom and Gloom." Yes. I've been slowly working into the it's a good song. Very slowly, I, I am still working through the hits of the Stones. Just are to, you? Yeah. And Name then, one other song. Okay. Uh, fucking. Okay. Yeah. Give me shelter. I, I, I do like that's, that song. Okay. All right. That's I'll a very. Play, it's a very big song. I, I yeah. I 
It's good. You're right. I still don't, I still like that song. I'll play that at the at the um you know when I'm driving around. It, it it's problem is there's a lot of Stone songs that there's like been Scorsese who are like immediately I don't necessarily think of the Stones. I think more of whatever Scorsese movie that it, it was in. Um, and that's one of them. That's mm. that's definitely mm-hmm. a good fellow song. If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. You can follow Monk's on Twitter and Instagram at Monk's BBQ. That's at Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. I have another request, Damon. Wherever we go next, I need you to catch more passes because I need more uh, star screens from Kachaduk Show Gaming. Okay. I'm already- <laughs> I did see one of the star screens last night. You did I, did, I don't know if I was particularly fond of that. Well, yeah, there's a couple in there. I, by the way, it's, it's probably better that you didn't stop by earlier because there's a couple in there that are not flattering to you. Uh, oh, Ant-Man's here. Hello, Ant-Man. Hey, guys. How are you? Older to be a mind. This is applause. No disrespect. It's not for you. Um, Got to thank you, everybody, that, uh, including, by the way, he made his debut at Chad Duke Show Gaming. Uh, Sean Anderson oh, stopped hey, by. Hey, yes. And it was so weird, Ant-Man, because nobody, nobody knew it was him because he had <laughs> when he stopped by, it's Facebook, so it's his Facebook page. Which, by the way, I'm not a friends with Tor on Facebook, so I'd never seen it either. So I think drunk Sean Anderson stopped oh, by, he and he just started firing zings to everybody in the chat, and I was laughing my fucking ass off because nobody knew it was Tor. Dude, it was so... It was so disheartening last night. I jump on the stream and I'm like, I have probably a hundred times the people I normally have in my gaming stream because we're last night was Elden Ring night and everybody wanted to see if I was going to throw the fucking game into the sewer. Um, <laughs> the first thirty-five questions: Where's Tor? Is Tor in the room? When's Tor getting here? I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Go oh find Tor. On, you, to, you know Tor's Instagram. Go send him a bunch of DMs. He loves that. Early in the morning. <laughs> I don't know if I love that. I know you love it. Oh, it was such a bummer at first. I'm like, oh, they're only here because Tor might show up. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so fucked up. Dude, Monk showed up. Uh, King Dingling showed up. It was oh, it was a whoa. fucking star-studded event. Tube seemed to be in there the whole time. He was- well, he loves that game. Yeah. And um, he did nothing but give me horrible advice that got me <laughs> slaughtered for the entire evening. Oh, I forgot the big guy was in the alley. Dude. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I- I've been playing the game for an hour, right? I've, I've died 35 times. <laughs> And he's like, all right, go left, dog, go left. And I, and I go left, and there's 100 archers, so I die immediately. They shoot me to death. I'm like, hey, man, why am I going in here? He's like, oh, you need to go up that hill. And I'm like, okay. He's like, hold, up the, hold up your shield. You'll be able to block the arrows. I'm like, okay. So I hold up my shield, and I start walking. I'm like, okay, I can make it. And then the biggest ogre you've ever seen jump, descends out of the fucking sky and stomps me to death. Just immediately stomps me to death. That game is a fucking, that is a wild-ass game, man. When the crab popped up and just demolished. Oh, I don't even know. Do you have that audio? (laughs) I do, yeah. I I tore to pull the audio just because it was so... I think some people thought I was playing this up. I was petrified at this (laughs) moment. So I I don't want to get into it. If you're not into video games, you're not going to care about this. It's like when people talk about their golf game. Like, if you talk about a video game you played, like, I think people tune out. Right. But this game is enormous. Um, And apparently it's very hard. And apparently it takes 10 hours to even remotely begin to do what you need to do. So... (laughs) There's a little training area where you're like fighting these zombies and it's it's very easy. It's basically here's how the controls work. And then you kind of pop out and you're in the actual world. Well, there's a guy waiting for you there to tell you what to do. And I immediately tried to stab him. And then he killed me with a bouquet of flowers. Hand to God. <laughs> Hand to God. I got killed with a bouquet of flowers probably five times last night. Don't stab the guy in the mask as soon as you come out of the fucking cave. All right. Don't stab that guy. Um 
So this guy, the way this game saves, it's janky. Like, it saves in these points. You can't just click save and, like, boot up a fucking checkpoint. Like, you go right back to where you were. So every time I was booting up, the bouquet flower man was there whooping my ass, just wearing me out. He's casting spells. He's hitting me over the head, and I keep dying. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. So eventually I'm like, all right, just run away. Somebody in the chat, I said, run away from him. So I start running, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get away from this dude. And then I jump off a cliff to get away from him. <laughs> I jump off a whole cliff. And somehow that doesn't kill me. And I'm wandering through what is a, a swamp. And I, uh, well, that'll just be the point of the video. I, um, I don't do a good job of explaining what happens here. So let me just set this up. I'm walking up to try to stab a woman in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and... A, a dragon so gigantic descends from the sky and lands. I'll tell you what's crazy about the game. That dragon was there the rest of the time I was walking around. He wasn't there until I showed up. And then now that I showed up, he's just in that swamp walking around waiting to bust my ass again. Because I dropped a bunch of shit. Now I can't go get it. <laughs> so I'm running away from the dragon. There's like these big bulbous spore things. For some reason, I start chopping at one of those. And then a gigantic crab shows up. <laughs> And chops me in half. So this is um, this is from Chad Duke Show Gaming last night. Biggest stream I've ever done, by the way. Thank you to everybody for stopping by. Most likes, most views, most everything. That's Very awesome, impressed. Thank man. you. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's fun. Are these witches? This is from last night. I feel like I got a gag of... Oh, I'll fight all these zombies. That chick beat you with some flowers. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! Get the fuck out of here! What the fuck is that? Run! Run! It was a dragon. <laughs> Flying dragon egg heel! Holy shit! Get the fuck out of here! Yo! What is that? It set the whole swamp on fire! No! No! He's breathing fire on me at that point. Run! Stop ducking! Ah! Kill your friend! Well, fuck with me, dragon. I'll, I'll kill you. I'll lay your friend right out next to you. Holy shit! Is that a crab? <laughs> it's a fucking crab! What the fuck? Yeah, that was, uh, probably everyone's favorite moment from last night. I would say. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, first of all, it's ridiculous. It's like homework that fucking game. Like, yeah. I tried to level up, and it's impossible. And there's just a million elixirs, and then there's just there's flasks, and there's I I don't know. They're like, put the shit in your pouches. I'm like, well, where are my pouches? And like, fine, I you don't know where your fucking pouches are. Like, everyone's yelling at me. I just die. There's nothing I can kill. There's guys walking around with torches. If I sneak up on them and stab them in the back, I can kill them. If they square off with me, I'm done. <laughs> so then I got my ghost horse, and I was riding around on my ghost horse, and that was fun because I was I could ride fast enough where they couldn't catch me. Yeah. But then, remember I told you about the ogre that jumped on my head? Uh -huh. I rode off to the right. There's two of those ogres dragging a goddamn carriage the size of a country, and there's a million soldiers around them. So then I had to go running through them because they're all shooting arrows and shit, and I'm trying to clonk them on the head as I'm going. They drag me down off the horse to kill me. I died a million times. I died, I died seven billion times last night. Did you figure out any strategy to it? Or? No, there's no strategy. You oh, just wander no. around. Oh, and the map okay. is useless. And then everybody else seems to be a fucking expert. That's oh. what I will say. I ask for people to be in the stream that's playing with me. Everybody else is like, oh, what do you mean you can't figure out how to use the Crimson Dagger? I'm like, where is it? Where By do I go? By the telescope. You'll be able to see the map. You're, oh, you're God, I'm so glad you saw that. This motherfucker. I wish I could remember his name. I don't have any money, right? I have no money. I have no runes. I have nothing. I find this guy dressed like Santa Claus. I want to stab him, but he's selling shit. So he goes, 
there's a guy in the chat and he keeps saying, buy the telescope. You need the telescope. And I'm like, okay. So I buy the telescope. And he's like, not that telescope. I'm like, you fucking suck, dude. They used all my money. And now, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go back. I'm weak. I can't do anything. I don't know where anything is. And now everyone's telling me you need to watch two hours of YouTube videos to figure out. And I'm like, no. What? Yeah, it's it's too much. Well, that guy didn't seem to be the worst in the chat last night. <laughs> Who was the MVP and the LVP of the chat? I have to say probably Sean Anderson was the oh, MVP. Please, of please. The, uh, Tor, please. <laughs> please. You are touring there. I know. You went in there as Bruce Wayne. I don't want to give up your alternative ego. Um, I don't know. There's a, bu- there's a bunch of fun people in the chat. It, honestly, I was happy Tuber was in there, but he I think he was drunk. So he's like, turn left, and I just die immediately. Like, Why don't you do this? Well, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. He's ba- very bad advice. He's like, head northeast. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Northeast? Where is that? Cross the bridge, die. There's some knight riding around on a, and I'm like, hey, can I, it's just a knight. It's not a monster. Can I kill him? They're like, no, you can't kill him. And then he stomped me to death. Fucking hit me over the head with a man. Then I have these, I picked up a better sword. I'm like, will this sword help me? And they're like, you can't hold that sword yet. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Oh, so you have to build your character completely. Oh, you can't do anything. To just use anything. You can't do anything. I can't recommend the game. I, the, the monsters are really cool. Like, there's gigantic monsters and they pop up out of nowhere. There's one where he's just like up on a bridge and you're looking up at him like, all right, dude, like we don't got no trouble. And then you, as soon as you cross the line, he's on, down on top of you, stomping you to death. So, oh, But everyone's hostile towards you. I don't like that part. Like if you're just walking around like, oh, hey, this is, oh, fuck you. And they come up with you with a spear and they're starting to kill you. And, oh, this sucks. Why is everyone such an asshole to me? Uh, but I don't know anything about the plotter. It's, a, it's also that fucking... Lord of the Rings dialogue shit like, you must carry this burden with you until the Nevermore. And I'm like, fuck you. Let's fucking talk normal. All right. Um, It was fun, though. Thank you, everybody, to stop by. I will, uh, I'm going to attempt it at least one more time, Ant-Man. Nice. Do a little research. I just kind of a thank you for everyone that showed up. And everyone seemed to like it, and they wanted me to, to try to keep playing it, so... Uh, Sam Harbaugh, I almost didn't even want to bring it up. Tor brought it up, so um, I don't know what to do. I, I had so many people message me, why don't you just block Sam Harbaugh? And I'm like, I kind of got to, and I'm glad a lot of people saw it last he, he, it was, uh, congratulations, by the way, Sam, on your big stream last night. Um, I, I'm glad everyone saw what he does, because I think a lot of people that have just listened to the show, they're like, why is Chad busting this guy's balls so much? Um, I, I just, I've never met anybody that is incapable. I, I don't know. I don't know what he gets out of doing what he does. Unless he just enjoys. I think at some level, Oscar enjoyed it. He'd come in here, say something really dumb, and then Drab and I would kick the shit out of him for an hour. And it happened over and over and over again. So I think <laughs> at some point he enjoyed that. Um, I don't enjoy that. That's not anything that's good for me. I like positive feedback, not negative feedback. But Tor was in the chat. And Tor has dealt with him before and gotten the weird rambling fucking DMs. Um <laughs> But I'm glad you got a chance to see what goes on because that's kind of what goes on. Not every time, to be fair. Um, and the reason I don't block Sam Harbaugh is that he is a paying customer and he doesn't say vicious, awful things. Like the only people I get up out of here for good are the ones saying vicious, awful, horrible things about me or about Tor or about somebody that I care about. If you're just being unfunny and stupid and gross, it's like, well, you're kind of allowed to do that. I can ask you to stop and then if you continue to do it, I guess you just continue to do it. And I've I've done that now with this cat about 750 times. So I think it's a lost cause. But Tor, you, you brought it up so you can tell people what was happening. Yeah, I tried to counteract it a little bit. Uh, but it was very funny what you were doing. <laughs> Your shtick was good. I appreciate it. No problem. It. Um, 
It's it's like ninety percent genitalia jokes. It's just and, and none of them are funny. Pointless. Not one. And he'll say something stupid and gross and juvenile, and then we go, he'll go, "I know you're laughing." I'm like, "Well, you see me on camera. I'm not laughing." No, it's it's no a, one's laughing. It's a laugh when Ronnie B laughs because someone just said something so ridiculously yeah, yeah. unfunny that you just don't know what to do but laugh. There. It's like when Ronnie B tries to start a conga line at a wedding. You yeah. know, you're, you're you're mocking everything around you at that point. Um, and I just I, at one point he he said something. Oh, he, he had some backhanded compliment. He's like, "Oh, this is actually an interesting stream for once in a while," or some shit. Oh my god! And I was like, Sam, <laughs> I don't know what you get out of being unfunny and kind of rude and just unpleasant. I don't I don't know what you get out of it, but I hope it's worthwhile because all this other. I actually went upstairs after that whole fucking stream. And I was bummed out for about five minutes because of Sam fucking Harbaugh. <laughs> and then I just said, why are you you're in your living room? You're not going to be bummed out by Sam Harbaugh. And then I put on Star Trek The Next Generation, and I was fine. Um, but I just don't – I don't get it. I, I just don't get the way he goes about his business. It's a weird bit. It's just that that's what he's resigned himself to. I think he's very emblematic, though, of why society's gone to shit is because we take the Internet so seriously. If, if you were running into a guy that acts like that, in real life, you'd be like, well, I'm never going to be around that guy ever again. And yeah. I think that because people are so different on the Internet, we're very comfortable with just saying fuck off and fuck you and saying horrible, nasty things to each other because we're just not who we are in real life on the Internet. No, not one yeah, bit. I feel like if you're in a gaming stream and you're the only one making uh, inappropriate or unfunny comments and people are asking you to stop, then, There's actually, then you should just like... This was that. the first time, Ant-Man, the people in the stream were actually kind of wisening up to it because <laughs> uh-huh. they were like, what, the, what are you doing? So, I don't know. Go back and watch the stream for yourself. If you'd like to go see it, it's on Facebook.com slash Show Gaming. It was pretty good. I got really good reviews. I kept a big audience the whole night. Uh, lots of people donated stars, lots of likes. I'll tell you what was real hurtful. Monk and Dotson liked the stream last night. I saw oh, that. my God. That fucking hurt my feelings. I was like, dude, I would at least. If, if Dotson was streaming video games, I would. Not only would I watch, I would have liked it the very first day he put it up. Yeah. And I just, you know. I'd like it. I don't know if I watch if you like, you haven't liked my stream, I'll do that. Right I now. guarantee you haven't. But that, we have a different. <laughs> yeah. the, the point being is, sometimes you realize you're not you're on a different level of friendship with somebody than they are with you. Yeah. And I don't think Monk's that way. Monk, Monk was in there actually fucking. There was a pig I was stabbing, and he's like, "Let me get a hold of that pig. I'm gonna throw it on a spit." He was, he was doing some fun Monk shtick. Big shoot is gaming, and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Chad Duke Show Friday episode. Even if you're not going to subscribe this week, keep on tuning in, and then maybe you'll find we'll, we'll have something next week that will tickle your funny bone enough to where you say, okay, maybe there's more to this show that meets the eye, which there is. There are bonus shows. There's special event shows. There's uh, big, just, it's a lot of episodes. And I think it stacks up to just about anything out there. So if, if you liked one segment today, there's probably at least one more segment that we... Yeah, if you like video games, we've done full video game shows in the past. If you like uh, if you like the Rolling Stones conversation, 
We've done uh, countless shows about music. We've done Does This Bump. We've done Does This Rock. Uh, and <laughs> we've done a lot of stuff like that. Uh, so we even did a show early on, uh, Chambridge of Maine, with Steve Pye and Dempsey uh, from Moby's Records. Uh, so there's a little bit of everything for everyone is what we do, and it's never political. Uh, political. Uh, it's never anything about uh, anything that would be covered in a sociology class. I, I think that uh, we will not be talking about that on this show. Anyways, thank you. I will not hold you up any longer. Head out to Monk's Barbecue this weekend. Uh, just get some good food. Have some good bourbon. It's better than whatever you got going on at home. It just is. It's delicious stuff. Uh, and then next week, uh, as a reminder, we are on a, tu- a Tuesday to Friday schedule for the episodes as Shude will be heading back from the palatial Outer Banks. Uh, so Tuesday to Friday next week. And uh, just wanted to remind you of that. I don't have a sign off yet. Uh, still trying to figure one out. Uh, I used to have something, but I think I called this house uh, something gross. So from the House of Happiness. This was Gigantor and the Chad Duke Show. You know what I always say? Time to that and fence a few. Ten out to fucking you.